Welcome to the broadcast of the Bible Way Church of Atlas Road, where Daryl Jackson is our pastor. We're located at 2440 Atlas Road in Columbia, South Carolina, and we're glad you've tuned in. We pray that today's message is a blessing to you. If you desire prayer, our ministers are available to pray with you. Give us a call at 803-776-1238 or call us toll-free at 1-888-776-1238. Today, Youth Pastor Antoine Jackson shares the message, Something Good is About to Happen. But there is a word for today, amen? Amen, and thank you to our great assistant pastor who is holding it down here, and Mother Jackson. God bless Mother Jackson. And me and DJ spoke to uh, senior pastor and associate pastor Jackson last night. They are relaxing, they are loving it, and I'm not gonna spoil it, but y'all check out her Facebook when she come back. Y'all might see something that y'all never seen y'all pastor ever do before, amen? I gave a little teaser. Amen. And, and DJ did the, the, the emojis where the, the head was exploding. He was like, whoosh. And I, I put the fire emoji like, yes, sir. That means if he, if, he, if he letting it loose now, that means he's going to be on fire when he get back. Amen. Amen. But they're enjoying themselves. They send their greetings. They say they love you all. And they know that, it, that you're going to have a good time in the Lord today. Amen. Amen. But there is a word today. There is a word. As we continue to celebrate 60 years, by the way, 60, let's give God a round of applause for 60 years. 60 years of ministry, 60 years of service unto the Lord. Our theme is Diamond Jubilee to consecrate. We are now in the elevate stages and next month we're gonna transition into the celebrate stage, amen. How many people ready to celebrate all the great things God has done? Also, this month is Children and Youth Month, as, as I said earlier, and our theme for the month is Good Vibes Only. Amen. Amen. How many people know that you need some good vibes in your life right now? Amen. Amen. So, in the spirit of that, the Lord took me to Romans, the 8th chapter, the 28th verse, one verse. Romans, chapter 8, verse 28, just one verse. I'm reading from the New King James Version. And it reads, this is the Apostle Paul speaking to the Church of Rome, writing from a jail cell. Imagine the Holy Ghost you have to have to write a message of encouragement while facing your death. I'm speaking to somebody. This is why the Bible is so important that we take things in its proper perspective. Because when we think that life is too hard, life is too tough, the man of God, who was once a persecutor of Christians, then he became a voice of the Christian movement, one of the biggest voices of the New Testament church. Writing this particular letter to a church he has yet visited while he was in a jail cell, facing beheaded by an evil emperor. But there is a word, amen? Verse 28, and it says, and we know that all things work together for good. Look at your neighbor, say good. Good, good, good. good. To those who love God, 
to those who are called according to his purpose. May the Lord have a blessing to the reading and the hearing of his holy words. I said this at 8 o'clock, and I'm going to say this again at 11 o'clock. I'm going to ask you to grab your neighbor by the hand if you feel comfortable. I understand post-COVID, everybody's not there. No, people do not feel offended if they do not want to grab your hand. We are still living in a post-COVID era. But I believe, I believe in the touch. I'm sorry, I'm old school. I was raised old school. And I would not let the world dictate how the church is going to operate in this next season. Amen? Me personally. So I just want you to grab your neck. Because I believe that hand that you're holding needs to hear this word. That hand that you hold, you, you don't even know that story about behind the hand that you hold it. That hand that you hold in might have contemplated suicide this week. That hand that you hold in might be going through a nasty divorce. That hand that you hold in children might have abandoned them for the streets. But the devil is a liar. So in verse 28, the subject will be lifted from this clause where it says, All things work together for good. But this is the subject. That, that's where it's lifted from. This is subject. Squeeze those hands. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, something good is about to happen. Oh, say, look at somebody behind you and say, something good is going to happen to you. Something good is about to happen. Oh, I feel the Holy Spirit in this place. Somebody know that something good is about to happen. You may be seated in the sweet presence of the Holy Spirit. Mm. I told 8 o'clock, you have permission to jump up, shout, get up. If you just think about something good is that's going to happen to you this week. Woo. Because you've been fighting way too long to allow people or the appearance of everything's all right to claim your good thing <laughs> that's coming to you this week. Something good is gonna happen. Something good is gonna happen. Give me a second, give me a second. We gonna get there, we gonna get there, we gonna get there. We gonna get there, we gonna get there. I, I, I got you, man, I got you. We gonna get there, we gonna get there. Let me calm y'all down, Pastor Duke. Just, you know, I hit, hit y'all with the X. Right, we gonna get there, we gonna get there. Come on, come on, let's go, let's go. In today's message, church, in today's message, I humbly, humbly come before you on assignment. Today, I have been given an assignment. My assignment on today is to deliver this message of encouragement and inspiration. I need you to look at your neighbor and say something good is about to happen. The word good, church, is defined in the Merriam-Webster Dictionary as something of benefit or advantage to someone 
or something. The word good, let me repeat it, is defined as something of benefit or advantage to someone or something. As believers and people of faith, we have the assurance that good things are on the horizon. There is a iconic psalm, Psalm 23. I'm going to start from the fourth verse through the sixth verse, written by King David. Only David can write this song because David had a testimony. And you cannot testify without first having a testimony. Psalms 23, the fourth verse through the sixth verse says, Yay! Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Don't miss this. Surely, I say surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all. Tell your neighbor, say all. All the days of my life. And I love this part, Grandma. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Mm. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Throughout human history, God has consistently shown his love and mercy and provisions toward his people. From the times of Abraham, Jacob and Moses to this present day we are currently living in. God has shown his love, his mercy, and his provision towards his people. We, the people of God, have experienced countless testimonies of God's goodness and his mercy. Abraham and Sarah serve as one of those testimonies. See, the Bible says that the couple were at an older age, but God still fulfilled his promise. Mm. I'm here to tell somebody just because it's delayed doesn't mean it's denied. Just because it didn't come when you want it doesn't mean that God is not a on-time God. Just because it didn't happen in this spring or summer season, I need you just to hang on because the next season is right around the corner. See, the Bible says at their older age, God still fulfilled his promise by giving them their son 
something that human nature said was impossible. But I'm here to tell Bible Way on today, on this Sunday, that we do not subscribe to human nature. We do not subscribe, and I give all the kudos and all, all the props to all the physicians and the doctors and the professionals out there, but guess what? I do not subscribe to your diagnosis. I do not subscribe to your data. I do not subscribe to your analytics. I do not subscribe to your studies. I, I, I be on this app called Clubhouse and everybody want to bring forth a study. They study this. They study that. And it's where's the data? They be debating what's wrong. Where's the data? I tell them I don't have data, but I do have one thing. I have the holy text, which is called the Bible that the people of God put our faith in and the Bible says in Matthew the 19th chapter the 26th verse Jesus was telling his disciples this very profound statement he says and, the, and it says in verse 26 it said, but Jesus looked at them and said to them with men this is impossible but with God all things Somebody caught that. I said, with men, it is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Bible way, whatever you're stressing about, we're about to put in the hands of God because we serve a God that says with him, all things are possible. Possible. Who am I preaching to in here? I said, I don't know what you are experiencing on this week. I don't know what you have been going through in this season. I don't know what the enemy told you on last month. But I'm here to declare and decree that whatever you meant for evil, God is going to turn it around for my good. So yes, to human nature... It is impossible. But God says, with God, all things are possible. Whatever you're stressing about, we're about to put in the master hands. You're about to get good news after good news after good news. Oh, I'm preaching to somebody right now. I need about 20 people to stand on their feet and believe that you're about to get some good news. You about to get some. Let me speak to this row. This row, you about to get some good news. This row, you about to get some good news. This row, you about to get some good news. Let me see. All rows about to get some good news. How many people know that you about to get some good news after good news after good news after good news? And after good news, the good news for you today. Don't miss this. Things have just shifted. Woo. I need about 50 people to know that the shift is about to happen. Your shift is on this way. Hang in there. Don't give up. Don't let the devil tell you it's too late. Don't let the devil tell you that you too drunk. Don't let the devil tell you that you too weed up. Don't let the devil tell you that your marriage is done. The devil is a liar. Things have just shifted in your favor. I need about a hundred folks to get off their feet and give God your best praise for your best days ahead. Oh, don't move me now. I 
need you to shift the atmosphere. I need you to shift the atmosphere. Things have just shifted in your favor. Somebody know that God is about to do something that only God can do. God is about to make some miracles. God is about to make some new ways. God is about to do some new things. speaking to is somebody who marriage is on the rocks when I'm telling you those rocks it's not your destination it is just a temporary place God has you because God is about to heal your marriage God is about to send that man back to your house on bending knees he's gonna be humble he's gonna say baby I'm sorry baby I messed up I was out my mind I don't know what the devil had me doing, but I apologize. I want my wife back. I want my family back. I want my kids back. I want it all back. I need about 10 people know that everything the devil stole from you, you're about to get it back. Don't fool me now. Give God your praise for everything you're about to get back. 
You're about to get it back. Therefore, you can't have this. You can't have my stuff. You can't have my family. You can't have my health. God is about to heal somebody's relationship with their children. I declare and decree some mom and dad right now praying for they seed. They seed was looking like Joe Jack in 48. Smoking, drinking, thugging. But I, I am here today. Keep on praying. I had a praying uncle. I had a praying grandma. I had a praying uncle. I had a praying mama and daddy. All you gotta do is keep believing and something good is gonna happen. This week, I declare that they gonna come in the house, lick it up, weed up, and they gonna say, mama, daddy, I'm sorry. All the pain that I put you through, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hurt you. I didn't mean to have you crying because something good is about to happen. God is about to do something good in somebody's life. How many people believe that God is about to do something good in your life? Oh, don't fool me now. Don't fool me now. We was ready to praise early. Let's praise God now for the good that God is going to do in your life. God is about to shift some things. God is about to shift some things in your life right now. As you take your seat, just look at your neighbor and say, something good is about to happen. Mm. God is about to do it. And when he do it, it's going to get so much mind blowing. You know that emoji I told DJ send my mama and dad. When God turned your situation around and they text you and be like, baby, what happened? I just need you to find that emoji where his head is split open and, it, and it's smoke coming out of his head because it's about to be mind blowing what God is going to do in this next season. Amen? Amen. Let us go to our text. Let us examine our text for today. Today's text is written by the great Apostle Paul, as I said earlier. Apostle Paul was in a Roman jail cell writing this particular epistle to the church of Rome. At this time, he has yet to visit this particular church, but he still was writing an encouraging message. Because as believers, as faith walkers, we must walk by faith and not by sight. So even though our current situation looking bleak or looking like it's not gonna go as we would want it to go, that is not an excuse for you to stop ministering. Then hear me church, just because you are in your feelings or just because somebody hurt you, just because men and women let you down not God, doesn't give us an excuse to pack it up and as the expression say, take our ball and go home. We are still on the front lines. We are still uh, uh, our commission to pray, to encourage, to, to, to inspire the world. Because see what this is, and we're going to get into what this particular verse was talking about, because 
we are different than the world. We are not better. The church is not better than anybody. And I mean the church, I'm saying the body of Christ, we the people of God. We are not better than anybody, but we are different. We don't operate as the world operates. We don't think as the world thinks. We don't view life as the world views it. The Apostle Paul understood this. He introduced uh, uh, this particular epistle to, to, Rome, to the Roman to present his heart of his message before his arrival. And in his thought, he thought he was going to eventually make it there. Paul wrote uh, the book of Romans as a organized and carefully presented statement of his faith. Chapter 8, this particular chapter that we are focusing on today, talks about various different things. It talks about free from the indwelling of sin, sonship through the spirit, and where our focus text comes from today, it is talking about from suffering to glory. Mm. From suffering to glory. We gonna have to suffer a little bit. It's okay. But what's on the other side is glory. Amen. It's okay. Just hang in there. Today, we would like to highlight this one particular verse in chapter 8 and understand why God has already worked things out on our behalf. God has already fixed your situation. God has already fixed your relationships. God has already did that thing that you want him to do. It may just not be in this season. But this is why this particular verse, verse 28, is very important and puts things in its proper perspective. This is why we have the word of God. This is why I said earlier that we don't subscribe to data and analytics and, 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 and studies. I'm not knocking that stuff. That stuff is very important, especially if you operate in the secular sense. Like we all know that our pastor is a politician. He's a senator. He has to operate in data in order to pass bills and laws that would benefit us. But also, he also understands that is his natural role. But when he operates in the supernatural, he can't use data and analytics. He can't, you know, you know that the data says, if you're not reading by the third grade, that you have a, a prison the pipeline. But, but, but he can't subscribe to that when he's talking to a mother that says, my son is in fifth grade and he's not reading. He has to encourage her through the word of God. He has to tell that mother, yes, I understand what the data says. I understand what statistics say. But let me tell you what God says. Because that's ultimately what is important. And I'm not here to be like some prosperity preacher to you. I'm just giving it to y'all know me. I'm giving it to you how God gave me. And God told me to tell you in verse 28. Let's look at verse 28. He says, and we know. We, we he was talking to the body of Christ. He was talking to the church. He was saying, and we know, church, church, we know something that they do not know. We know things that they cannot understand. The reason why they can't understand because they don't have the proper relationship with God like we do. They don't put in the work like we do. Listen, I was taught at a very early age that whatever you put in is what you're going to get out. 
So if I'm reading my word, if I'm praying, if I'm fasting, and if I'm speaking things as in, into, in, into existence, I'm speaking things that God told me to speak, I'm not worrying about what you say. I'm not saying you particularly, but what the world says. I'm worrying about what God says. The Apostle Paul says, and we know that all things work together for good. Woo. All things work together for good. That means that that job that fired you, it was God's plan to get you a better job. That man that walked out of your life, it was God's plan to get you a better man. That woman that walked out of your life, the Bible says a man that findeth a good thing finds favor in the Lord. I don't know who I'm talking to, but don't be discouraged because one left you and, and you're feeling down. Don't get yourself in a depressing state. Don't think suicidal thoughts because God values you. God says that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. God says you are the head and not the tail. God says you are above and not beneath. Why are you letting these people uh, uh, convince you that you are below? God says you are above and not beneath. I tell my kids all the time at the wire, I said, if God says you are the head and not the tail, why are you chasing tails? I just don't get it. You running behind a tail when God said you're the head. And if you're the head, you don't need to chase tails. You need to be around other heads. You need to be around other believers. You need to be around other like-minded people that know that all things work together for the good. You can talk about me bad. You can take your best shot. You can tell the uh, HR on me. You can tell the police, whatever you want to do. Tell whoever you want to tell on me. But guess what? If God be for me, who can be against me? Because he said all things work together. Woo. That means that take your best shot. Just like he told Joseph, we know we talked about Joseph plenty of times in church. They threw their brother, their own brother, in a pit. And it wasn't because of one brother, Judah, which means praise, that had enough sense to say don't kill him. And that sell him into slavery. As they sold him into slavery, he went to Potiphar's house. We know the story of Potiphar's house became the leader in Potiphar's house, then later went to prison, then in prison he found favor because you know why? Favor will follow you. Favor follows you. Wherever you go, favor will follow you if you do like Apostle Paul is saying. First, you got to know, he said, and we know you got to have the blessed assurance inside of yourself that God will cause all things to work together for the good, and don't miss this next part, of those who love God. So I need about 10 people to know that they love God. How many of y'all love God? If you love God, then you qualify for all things to work together. I don't know about you, but God, I love you. Baby, I love you. I love my wife to death. She is the heart, she's the apple of my life. But I love God beyond everything. Grandma, you know I don't know what I'd do without you. I love my grandma to death. But if God, I love God more than I love anybody. If we love God, God will reveal himself to us. It says all things work together for good for those who love God to those who are called according to his purpose. 
church, we have a purpose. Our purpose is to spread the gospel, spread the good news. Stop not operating in your purpose. Get in your purpose. Get out your feelings and get in your purpose. Let me talk to this side. Get out your feelings and get in your purpose. Feelings will manipulate you. Your purpose will never steer you wrong. I don't know who I'm reaching to in here. I need some purpose people to get off their feet, walk around, and then say, God, I got a purpose. God, I got a purpose. I got purpose over my life. I got purpose over my life. Devil, you can't stop this. over my life because we know I said we know not the government knows not the school system knows not the statistic know but we know that God causes all things to work together That means that bad is working on your behalf. That means that sadness is working on your behalf. That means that depression is working on your behalf. That bad doctor's report, it was just a report. But who you gonna trust? The report of the doctor or the report of the Lord? Oh, I got a church that knows. I'm not gonna trust the doctor's report. I'm going to trust the Lord's report. Don't fool me now. Who you going to trust? Because all things work together for the good. Three key takeaways, and then I'm going to take my seat. Three, t- three takeaways from this message. Maybe seated, seated. Three key takeaways. Paul says... This takeaway number one, takeaway number one. Paul says, and we know. And we, the body of Christ, know. Look at this takeaway, and it's on the board for you. It's because of faith that we are able to declare we know. It's because of faith. Do you know how much faith it has to be? For you to declare that your body is healed when you just got stage three cancer from the doctor's report? Do you know how much faith you have to show when your husband just walked out on you and left you with five or four or three or two or one kid just by yourself? Do you know how much faith you have to show when you got that pink slip, when, when, when that job you've been working for 20 years? All of a sudden said we cutting back due to whatever circumstances, the economy is bad, whatever excuse. They say the economy is bad, but the, you know, the people at the top don't show look like the economy bad. That's a whole nother, another, another. But we know that I don't care what you do to me or what you plot against me because it's my faith, church, 
one thing that you should never lose. Well, a couple of things. But this, you should never lose. Three things. I would say these three things. Your faith, your praise, and your word. Don't lose your faith. Please don't ever lose your praise. And don't lose your word. Point number two, or takeaway number two. Paul says that all things work together for good. All things work together for good. God works in everything, church. Not just isolated incidents. See, we tend to think, oh, we got that new car. Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we got that new husband. Oh, God, you're such a good God. We'll we, we shout quick when God gives us what we want. But do you know God also works in our despair? The Apostle Paul says three times he asked to take the thorn away from his side, his flesh. And each time God said, my grace is sufficient. Oh, I got some church. I got some Sunday school goers in the house. You've been asking for a long time. God, heal my body. God, save my family. God, do something to my mind. But I'm here to encourage you, as I said in my opening statement, I'm here to, on assignment, to, to, to inspire you and to encourage you. I just need you to hang on. Because look what Apostle Paul, he says that all things work together for good. Good. Something good is about to happen. But, but this is how you're going to miss out on your good if you give up. If you give up right now, you don't know that that, that, that blessing is right at your feet fingertips and the enemy wants you to believe that it's far away the children of Israel walked 40 years for something that was in plain sight because they started to lose their way it wasn't because God didn't fulfill his promise it's because they lost focus we need to focus on this that's why Paul says and we know he was trying to get them to focus. And the thing we should focus on, on that all things work together for good. Somebody under the sound of my voice is feeling like giving up. Somebody under the sound of my voice feeling like throwing in the towel. I'm here to, to remind you that God doesn't want perfection from you. God doesn't want you to be perfect. He just wants you to remain faithful. Be faithful. Continue to trust me when you can't trace me. Continue to believe in me. For the Bible says that I will, what it says, lean not to your own understanding, but acknowledge him in all your ways, and he shall what? Direct your path. God is directing your path. Your path to good may be from bad or worse. You, in order to get to that good, you might be experiencing some bad, some troubles. But how many people know that trouble don't last? <laughs> trouble don't last, always. Weeping may endure, but only a night 
but joy. But joy. But joy. But joy. Your good joy is coming in the morning. And according to this world, morning is at 12 a.m. Mm, somebody just caught it. Somebody's going to get their breakthrough 12 a.m. Monday morning. When you, get your, when you wake up from your slumber and you see that phone, I don't know what it's going to say. It might be a text message saying, I'm coming home. It might be uh, a Zell that says, oh, I don't know who I'm speaking to right now. I'm speaking, I'm operating in the prophetic right now. I don't know what God is going to do, but he says, your joy is going to come in the morning. Something good is about to happen. Stand to your feet because we about to go this last point. Something good is about to happen to somebody. Something good is about to happen to somebody. I just need about 50 believers to know that something good is about to happen because all things work together for my good. Oh, something good. Come on now. Don't move me now. Let's praise God for your good thing that's on its way. Something good is about to happen. Something good is about to happen. Last point. And this is the most important point that we know was to get us lined up, to help us refocus. That all things work together for our good was get us juiced up, right? Get us inspired, get us ready to go. But point number three, it is the key for all those other things to happen. Look what, uh, key takeaway number three. Look what Paul says. After he says that all things work together for good, look what he says. To those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. I said that this morning. I think they was a little taken back, but this is true. God's promise is not for everybody. I'm talking to somebody right now. God's promise is not for everybody. Why you say that, Twan? I thank God. I thought you said in John 3, 16 that God said he's, God so loved the world. He did. But he says, to whom shall ever believe in me shall not perish but have eternal life. God's promise is not for everybody because why? It can be claimed only by those who love God and are filled with his Holy Spirit which convinces them that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. Now, this is the most important part. Church, salvation is the key. Woo. You cannot get your good until you accept who the good bringer is. I told the church this morning, I told the kids last week, the DMV is not going to give you a license before you get your permit. They are not going to trust you to drive a vehicle. Now, you can drive the vehicle without your license, but then what's going to happen to you? You get in trouble. <laughs> Somebody caught it. You can drive the vehicle without your permit, and what's going to happen to you? You're going to get in trouble. But first you have to take the step 
And the most important step is salvation. Jesus has already did the hard work. Jesus has already did it all. Jesus has already died for our sins. All we have to do now is confess with our heart, confess with our mouth, believe in our heart that Jesus is Lord. Allow the Holy Spirit to come upon you because salvation is the key to getting your good. And all of us that are saved, stay in the fight. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. If you have already accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord, the time now is not to give up. We need more believers to stay in the fight ever than before. We see what's going on in the economy. We see what's going on in the world. Y'all see that man with all those indictments. He might be in office next year this time, well, two years. Imagine if he get back in office. What is the church response gonna be? I'm speaking to somebody. What is the church response gonna be? Are we gonna just pack up our bag and uh, take our ball and go home? No. I don't care who in that office. Because at the end of the day, the government is upon his shoulders. And my response is going to be what my response is all the time. That I know, we know that God causes all things to work together for good. To those who love God. How many people know you love God? And are called according to his purpose. Now, we're about to have an altar call. I need all those who need that inspiration, that motivation, those who are seeking salvation, the time is now. Let us pray for you. Let us intercede for you. The altar is open. The altar represents our humanity and we meet the divinity. The altar represents us Letting go of all the hurt, all the heartache, all the pain, all the suffering we've been experiencing all year long. Somebody under the sound of my voice, under the sound of my voice, excuse me, have been hurting. Whether it's your body has been hurting, your soul has been hurting, your mind has been hurting, that you just felt like I'm ready to give up. But I'm here today to encourage you that to, the time is not to give up, but the time is to hold on even harder. Like, when daddy is about to leave and my daughter knows that she don't wanna go without her daddy, she squeezed a little tighter. She said, daddy, no, where you going? Because I'm her source of comfort. I'm speaking to somebody right now. When she gets in trouble by her mom, she runs to her daddy, 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 because I'm a source of comfort. She doesn't run away from me unless I'm disciplined, and then she try to run a little bit. But when she needs shelter, when she needs comfort, when she needs that assurance, woo, thank you, Holy Ghost, that everything's going to be all right, she just needs to touch and hold her daddy's hand a little bit longer. We all have a father in heaven that we need to hold on his hand a little bit longer. 
This is not the time to run away from church. This is not the time to say I'm religious, but I'm not a Christian or whatever you want to claim to be. No, you need Jesus. Call his name. Don't let the world muddy the waters. This is what the world wants us to do. They don't want you to put his name on it. Put his name on it. Young people, I know you probably cross the street, but when you go to school, don't be ashamed to say Jesus. We can say everybody else, man. We can say Jay-Z. We can say Young Thug. We can say all these other people, but you scared to put Jesus' name on you? Put Jesus' name on everything you do. Why? Because something good is about to happen. If you're praying for a loved one, come to this altar. If you're praying for your children, come to this altar. If you're praying for some, somebody else, come to this altar and declare and decree that something good is going to happen in their life. Because we know that God causes all things to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Pastor Travis Green got a powerful song called Intentional. He says, all things are working for my good. All things are working for my good. He's intentional, never failing. I don't have to worry because it's working for me. It's working for me. He's intentional, never failing. God does not know how to fail. He never failed and he never will fail. All things are working for my good. Sing, Anthony. Because he's intentional. Never failing. I know that all things working for my good. He's intentional. Never failing. All things. All things are working for my good. Because he's intentional. Never failing. He's intentional. Oh, never failing. All things are working for my good. I said it all things are working for my good.
intentional. God was intentional when he sent Moses up that river. God was intentional when he sent Joseph to Egypt. Woo. God was intentional when he put that baby in Mary belly. Everything God does is intentional. Every trial, every tribulation, every heartache, every naysayer, every doubter, every time somebody said you're going to be just like your grandma, you're going to be just like your uncle, you're going to be just like your environment, you're going to be just like them no good people in your family, God is intentional. God knew that you was going to bring your family back to glory. God knew you was going to be the one to break the generational curses. God knew that you was going to be the one that saved people on your job. God knew that you was going to be the one that saved people in your school. It's intentional why you work in the school. It's intentional why you work on the job that you work. It's intentional why you are here today to hear this message. Because somebody was ready to throw in the towel. But I need you to look at your neighbor and say something good is about to happen. Something good is about to happen. Come on, let's say it. Something good is about to happen. Come on, invoke something good. I just need you to. Everybody standing at this altar, just begin to pray right now. Begin to think about that situation that you want God to turn for your good. It may not just be for you. It may be for your family. It may be for your co-worker. It may be for somebody in the church. It may be for your best friend. I know I got somebody in mind right now. God is about to turn it for their good. God, you're about to turn it for their good. Everything that every bad report they got, God, it is already done by your stripes. By They are already healed. Yes, Jesus. Come on, begin to pray right now. Begin to just operate. Get into the spiritual realm. Begin to pray. Just begin to focus on the good that God is about to do in whoever life that you're praying for right now. Yes, in there. Just give me, give me one more minute of just hard praying to yourself. Just pray for them. Just say, in the name of Jesus, we are praying. Yes, Holy Ghost. Yes. Something good is about to happen. We hear the we, we hear the sound of abundance coming. For the devil came to steal, kill, and destroy, but you have came to give us life more abundantly. Yes, Jesus. Because you are intentional. We are praying right now. Pray, pray, saints, pray. Yes. Come on, 30 more seconds. Just pray. Keep praying. Believe it as it is going to happen. Something good is about to happen. Somebody's about to get saved. Some family's about to get restored. Yes, Jesus. We believe it, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. It is already done. Now let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, your word tells us that all things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to your purpose. Today, dear God, we are operating in purpose. 
Our purpose today, dear God, is to not focus on what the past, but focus on the future. For forgetting the past and look forward to what lies ahead. We know that you are the God of the exceedingly, of the abundantly, more than we can ask or think according to the You've been listening to the worship service of the Bible Way Church of Atlas Road, where Daryl Jackson is our pastor. Our worship services are open to all at 2440 Atlas Road in Columbia, South Carolina, just off I-77 between Shop and Bluff Roads. We will continue to air our services here on the radio. We're also streaming live on our website at bwcar.org on Facebook at Bible Way Church of Atlas Road, and now on YouTube. Our streaming services are available live on Sundays at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. and on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. If you missed any of our services or want to watch them again, you can get them on demand on any of our social media channels. We invite you to stay in spiritual fellowship with us. To place your order for a CD or DVD of today's sermon entitled, Something Good is About to Happen, please call us at 803-776-1238. Reference sermon number 08-2023. Again, the number is 803-776-1238. Sermon number 08-2023. Join us Tuesday, August 29th for midweek services as we close out Children and Youth Month with Minister David Johnson of Progressive Church of Our Lord Jesus Christ of Hopkins, South Carolina. Midweek services will be held at 7 p.m. in the sanctuary here at Bible Way. We praise God for the testimonies of those who have received Christ and now have a deeper relationship with God as a result of this ministry. To sow a financial seed into this ministry, you can give online by clicking the link on our website, bwcar.org. Or you can give right from your mobile phone by texting BWCAR and your giving amount to 73256. That's 73256. You may also mail your gift to Bible Way Church of Atlas Road, Post Office Box 90309, Columbia, South Carolina, 29290. Please don't mail cash. Financial donations are being accepted at the church on Tuesdays from 12 noon until 6 p.m. Thank you for your continued support of this ministry. At Bible Way, our mission is to know God, to love, and to serve.